Hello everyone, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome. Today is Monday. However, this podcast is all about what happened on Saturday, the 8th of February. That day, I went out with my new angel frame and I went paramotoring in thermals and ridge sword. Yes, thank goodness I got it on video. I'm still working on that. It's taken a little bit longer than I thought. Got the old GoPro out. I'm not going to give you any spoiler alerts, but y'all know how I land and beat the hell out of my frames. So I'm just going to let you know that, well, I took it up and, um, well, I broke it in. I didn't break it. I broke it in. It's my first maiden flight on the Angel Frame, and man, I tell you, I really, really liked it. Love the colors. Everybody complimented me on the colors, so that was awesome. Uh, thank you to Andrew Fuller of SkyTapParamotors.com. I bought this frame... Good Lord, when was it? It must have been, what, a couple months ago? And it took this long to finally swap over my motor from my other frame to this one. I don't know. I, I guess I've just been really busy. But who hasn't been busy, right? So anyway, I was up there, enjoyed a bunch of uh, flights, or not flights. I enjoyed watching other people paraglide off Buffalo Mountain. It was really, really nice. Got a lot of good video. And... I just, I don't want to paraglide. I don't know why. There's a lot of people that say, you know, go up and paraglide. It'd help you really a lot with your paramotoring. But to me, I'm thinking, hmm, if I can launch and get up to 10,000 feet, which I've never gone. I mean, the most I've gone was about 2,500 feet. I don't know why. It's just really nice and comfortable up there. But if I get up to 10,000 feet, cut my motor, I could do a lot of paragliding. However, everyone has said that does both, that paragliding and paramotoring is different. When you're paragliding, you can, I heard that you can feel a mosquito hit your wing. That's, that's how much feeling you have when you're paragliding. But when you have a heavy motor, you know, it's just so solid that you really can't feel what's going on. And if there was a collapse or something, you know, happened, you need to feel that so you can correct it right away. But still, on that same note, I don't have any desire to do any para waiting on top of a mountain, waiting for the wind to be just right to fly off and possibly just glide down to the landing zone. But a lot of people hit these thermals on Saturday and they ended up flying for a good long time. I think my instructor said that he launched and thermaled for about three hours. That's pretty awesome. The most I've actually stayed up with uh, one tank of gas, which is about two gallons, is about an hour and a half. So my longest flight has been half of what my instructor just does on the weekends when he goes up and paraglides, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But I don't know. Um, I suppose I need some feedback. What do you think, y'all? Do you, th do you paramotor and paraglide? Did you start off with paragliding, then paramotoring, or vice versa? Let me know what you think in comments down below, because I'm going to post this on Facebook and YouTube like I normally do. I don't want to take up a bunch of your time, but let me give you, well, I guess my first impressions on flying the frame that um, the sky tap angel frame. Now this frame is supposed to be extremely solid. Let me just go over the, the, the quick features. It has a comfort bar. So if you land forward, um, the motor doesn't squish you, which I like, cause you know, you know me, it's like I tend to skid in and stuff and 
Uh, I'm an old man, so sometimes I trip and fall. Well, I haven't with the motor yet, thank goodness. And it also has really good netting, 500-pound Kevlar, so you can actually stand on it and it will not bend at all and get into the prop, which is really good because I beat the hell out of stuff. It has a double hoop, which means that it's not going to wobble or warp, depending if I, you know, butt drag or land hard or decide to pull up my feet quick and butt drag myself, which I haven't done since my first and fifth flight. I think that's it. Oh, yeah, and on the tachometer, I just crested over 30 hours of flying paramotors. Woohoo! Anyway, so um, let's see what else it is. Oh, I really like it because I can set up the wing, I can set up the motor, I can use the angel wheels, which is just a dolly from Harbor Freight, to move the paramotor to my launch. And after I land, I can wheel it back to the car. Cause I don't know, you know, I just, I just don't have the strength I did as a kid. So if you're, if you know, if you got tons of strength and you're strong, you probably don't need something like this. And if you don't butt land or butt drag or do anything crazy or turtle, then you probably don't need this frame either. It's a little bit heavier. Um, I think it was like 50 something with gas and motor, but it was only like 12 or something pounds. I put a video out there about the weight. It was really light. I was very impressed. The weight shift on this thing was pretty awesome. I put on eight motor mounts, so the, I had almost virtually no vibration, which I really, truly enjoy. I don't like the, well, actually, I don't have any other experience. I've heard a lot of people talk about how the motor vibrates. I hear Tucker on his stuff, you know, when he's talking, it, it vibrates his back. I don't feel any vibrations. Um, even though I have good, 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 good vibrations. I don't feel the vibrations. Um, let's see. Um, what other fun stuff does it have? I don't know. It just, it just, I like where it sits down. I can strap in. It has a quick release. Oh, I did try that little flight deck thing and that didn't work. I need to put, I got some, some little, um, carabiners that will work. So my next flight, I'll put the little flight deck on. Um, the lights work pretty good, but I didn't stay out long enough to see them at night. I like to land when it's still dark because it seems like every time that it gets dark and I have my, um, my, my flashers on my strobes, it's just so dark that I just, I don't land very well as you may have seen in my couple of my videos, but I like where I can sit down. I like the comfort bars because when I'm up in the air, I stow my brakes and I just, I, I really just, I kick back like it's a lawn chair. You know what I need? Because I got the comfort bars, I think I need a little beverage holder and take a, a drink up there as, as I'm flying. I might have to do that next time. All right, I'll do that. Beverage holder. Um, so anyways, it was very thermic and I wanted to try flying in thermic conditions again, which I did back when, what was it, a couple of Saturdays ago over at Pinnacle Mountain over in Little Rock, Arkansas. That was really awesome. I enjoyed that. It had a really good, I really got my bump tolerance under control because it was really bumpy. So this time when I flew, it bumped, but no problems. I mean, it, it almost felt like, it felt like a roller coaster, but I really... I guess I really trust my equipment. I trust my wing because I had the trims all the way in and I trust my frame and my harness. So I really 
I, I really wasn't afraid. I knew that no matter how much it bumped, even if I took a collapse or something, I would, you know, easily come out of the collapse and, you know, continue to glide. On my little ultimator, I saw that I got up to 3,500 feet, which is my highest so far. I got way up there and I was blowing sideways, which was really cool. So I turned myself towards the wind, had a good tailwind, and my ground speed was 52 miles an hour, which is really interesting because I just saw Tucker got on his um, last video saying that he went 52 miles per hour. I'm like, well, now I know what it feels like. But I didn't I didn't take the trimmers out like he did or, or push speed bar. I was trims in, had a good tailwind, and I was rolling. The thing that I like the best is the harness. The difference between my other frame and that harness and this frame and the new harness that I got is the padding and the availability and the uh, the ability to weight shift unbelievable i mean i just move my butt a little bit to the right you know look look right lean right pull right and i just go um same thing with the left same thing you know look left pull left weight shift boom turn so i'm like all right well how about i stow the brakes which i usually do because i totally enjoyed just kicking back and enjoying myself up in the air I was able to weight shift extremely well better than I have in um, my other frame and I just shifted my butt over and whoo I turned I'm like what that's awesome and so I really enjoy the weight shift the weight shift is really good um, the the bars because they're so far apart my instructor said the most dangerous thing about thermaling with a paramotor is going up a thermal and then coming out of it. No, going up a thermal and then when you come out, you lose weight and tension on the wing and the wing can surge and collapse. And when that happens, nine times out of 10, he says, is that you get a riser twist. So I'm thinking, and of course I'm probably wrong, so don't take this as any any gospel because I really don't know, is because I have fixed hang points, the likelihood of a riser twist wouldn't be that bad. And if it was, it'd probably come out pretty quick. And the reason why I'm thinking this is remember the swings that we had back in the back in the day? You know, if you guys are old like me or ever swung on a swing the ones that the chains or the ropes were really close to your shoulder you could really do a spin and then you came out of it right now I've been in some as a kid that the chains it were really wide had really wide parts and it was really difficult to spin around in that particular um, swing so I'm thinking well it's probably the same thing a lot of the hang points in these paramotors out there they don't have the fixed hang points have the swing arms or the j bars they are closer together and the closer they are together the easier it is to do a riser twist the further apart away it is and because it's a fixed hang points it probably is more difficult and if it did it probably would come out you know pretty easy well easier and i'm going to do this eventually in a, in a siv course so you know it's 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 down the line not not today, not tomorrow, but, you know, later on when I have even more 
hours under my belt. I'm trying to get up there as much as I can. I'm trying to get as many hours as I can. And when I do flights, I try to stay up there as long as I can. And this last flight, which was really cool, it was very thermic and did some ridge soaring and uh, thermaling the best I could because, you know, I really don't have training on thermaling. I just did research on YouTube. Don't tell anybody. But like I said, that's the whole reason why I'm telling you guys, don't take anything what I'm doing as instruction because I'm kind of learning a lot of this stuff on my own. I didn't go to school for, you know, 10 days straight. My instructor trained me on the weekends that I was available and it's a three hour round trip. So I tried to stay up there, you know, a couple days in a row. Sometimes it didn't work because of previous engagements and sometimes the weather didn't work out very well and I kind of trained when it was like you know bitter cold you know 30 32 degrees so let me tell you I've trained in some cold weather I'm really waiting for summer because my instructor said that summer is going to be smooth and buttery and if you are out there in all this crazy weather and thermals and ridge soaring with your paramotor you're going to have a really good time now thank god nothing's happened because I'm still looking for a reserve, so I'm not trying to do anything crazy. And once again, I'm not trying to do anything crazy. But don't go without a reserve, of course. I mean, that's what everybody says. Actually, a lot of people I heard you don't you don't need to get a reserve until a hundred hours. Some people are like as soon as you get out of school, get a reserve. Well, what do you guys think? Do you need a reserve right away or do you wait or or what? I'm going to try to get one as soon as possible. Like I said, I just crushed it over my 30 hours. So let's go back to the Angel frame. I really like how sturdy it is. I love the colors. It worked really well for me. And um, kind of a spoil alert, I did break it in when I came in for a landing. But you're going to see that when I post that video. It's really crazy. This is like the hardest I ever hit. And I hit so hard that I bounced forward, landed on the comfort bars, which didn't crush me, which is great. And then went all the way forward and kind of teeter-tottered on the comfort bars and the top of the paramotor until I came back down. Because the wing was pulling me. There's so much wind. When I got down to the ground, the wing, you know, just ripped. It was like, not ripped, like tore, but just shot over me and pulled me towards a pond and I don't have flotation either, which, you know, I tell you, I, I swear that I would never fly around water. <laughs> it seems like every time I go up, there's water around. And I don't know. Anyway, I am going to leave you with this note. I thoroughly enjoy paramotoring. I enjoy my new frame. I think it's great. One awesome thing about this frame is that if it breaks, the manufacturer will give you free replacement parts. So if you do land hard and break a cage piece, if you do land and turtle, if you do anything and break it, don't worry. All you got to do is get up with Andrew Fuller. He will send you out new pieces, new parts, whatever you want to. That is an amazing guarantee, which is one of the reasons why I got the frame in the first place. No other manufacturer does that. And if you do do something crazy and you break a piece, it costs way too much. And I, I don't want, I, I, I want to pay for one thing and that's it. You know, t you know, just beat it up. It's a tank. I don't have to worry about it. And Andrew said, if you listen to this podcast and you give Andrew Fuller 
a call or go to skytapparamotors.com that he will give you $200 off your complete setup if you say, hey, PPG Grandpa sent you. So if you want an awesome setup, get up with Andrew Fuller. Man, I, I tell you, just you just can't go wrong. You know what? It's almost time for me to go to work, but I do have someone else that we started to do a nice little podcast, but we got um, something happened where we're not able to finish. We got about seven minutes in. It's uh, Cormac O'Brien. I don't know if you know him or not, but I'm going to let you listen to this. And um, thank you very much for watching, and we will catch you on the flip side. And here is part two, Cormac O'Brien. Unfortunately, we just got about seven minutes of a podcast done before something happened and we were not able to finish. So let me give you a quick background on Cormac. He has been a paramotor pilot for the last five years, but he's been a paraglider and tandem pilot for the last 17 years. He's a photographer and a gear junkie, and the countries that he's flown in is amazing. Of course, here in the United States, Colombia, Mexico, Ireland, Spain, and this is the coolest part. He flew a tandem off the summit of Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. Dude, I tell you, I want to climb that, but now that you said that you did a... Um, a tandem off of it, I might think about doing a tandem. That actually sounds really amazing. But anyways, here's about the seven minutes that we got in last time. And thank you guys for listening. So there are a bunch of questions out there that people are always asking like, where can you fly a PPG? Is a license required to fly? What kind of fuel do you use in a PPG? How long does it take to, how, how long does a tank of gas last? And you know, there's a lot of basic questions out there. Um, so I guess generally answering some of these questions like where can you fly a PPG? Wow, that's, 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 a, that's a good question because you know, every state has different airspaces. And I am by no means any expert on airspaces. I have a basic understanding of the upside down chocolate cake kind of thing, A, B, and C um, zones. I know there's more than that. And uh, honestly, I'm probably not the expert on that one. I only know where I'm allowed to fly here, where I live. And then there's plenty of uncharted territory and open, more open states where there's just you're in no man's land and no one's going to bother you that I think we're still kind of sneaking into, but obviously that can create problems with uh, landowners and or you know, land uh, man management people. For example, three hours for me, I'm in Southern California in Santa Barbara, three hours for me, there's a site called Cayucas. It's this beautiful beachside community and it is a big open beach. There's an unincorporated beach where there's nothing out there and there's part of plenty of beach where there's houses and there is a school from Utah, leave them out, that was going out there to do all of their lessons with their students. And they were just kind of ripping up, up and down the coast all the time. And it caught the attention to the harbor master at the harbor, just a mile or two south of that site. And it got so bad that this harbor master would show up in plain clothes and be like, hey, what are you guys doing? Oh, we're teaching how to paramotor. Oh, that's so cool. Great. He showed up in plain clothes, gathered as much information as possible, and then showed up the next day in uniform with, I think, some sort of paperwork saying, you guys can't do this here. 
Yeah, and, so, and he, he could have just said, you know, we don't want you to fly there. And they would have said, okay, no problem. Right, right. And I'm not, I'm not sure the rest of the story and how it landed. I don't believe they're training out there anymore. But there is a lot of local pilots in the area, free flyers and paragliders. I'm sorry, paramotor pilots that kind of just stick to the rules. They know where the guy lives in town, so they don't motor over his house. And they definitely don't motor over the right. harbor. They get high, stay high. They don't buzz the beach. They don't create any... Uh, panic amongst beachgoers and uh it's yeah it's really interesting it's still we're such a niche sport no one really knows what the uh legal uh, layman people don't really know what the legality is and then in my part of town in santa barbara uh, ventura carpentry it's all beachside community we kind of have carte blanche of flying up and down the coast except in the case of the airport um, traffic and as long as we avoid that, we're pretty cool. Um, but I had an experience down in Carpinteria, which is another wealthy, sleepy little beachside community, where I was flying around. And I wanted to see how high I could get that day. I got stinking high. I ended up running out of gas, and I so I, I landed on a state park beach, and I just kind of hid my gear and got a ride to my truck and came back uh, to my equipment to three uh, state parks officers sitting there. Oh, no. I was like, oh, no, am I in trouble? And one of the guys was like, hey, can I word with you? I'm like, yeah, sure, what's going on? And they said, I know it's not you, but there's been some guy flying around way too low, buzzing people's heads on really busy beaches, flying over the campsites, all the way down from Ventura, which is like 20 miles away, all the way up to here to Carpinteria. Oh, and no. When I find it, and when I find him, I'm going to arrest him. I'm like, oh, wow, bummer. And then in my head, I'm like, well, this FAR 10, uh, regulation 104.3 say as long as we're not flying over in uninhabited areas, not, or as long as we're flying over uninhabited areas and not creating danger and whatever, we can kind of do what we want as long as we're not in the illegal, as long as we're in illegal airspace. Right. So I don't think this guy knew that. I didn't mention that. And so he said some guy was flying around a trike who had a big, long, white beard like Santa Claus coming out of his helmet. was coming around. And I'm like, I've never seen the guy before, and I motor here all the time. And so, long story short, he's like, yeah, you're cool. Don't, No worries, whatever. What's your name? I'd say, yeah, my name's Cormac. And then he lowers the sunglasses, and he's like, hey, it's Josh. I'm like, Who? Like, dude, we went to school together, UCSB, class of 2000. I'm like, oh, get out of here. What's up? I haven't seen you sober since. Anyway, <laughs> small town. So we're cool, but, you know, as, as long as you're if, you're, if you're creating a lot of uh, attention to yourself, um, you're going you're gonna to get in trouble. Yeah. Um, and so I put the word out in our local flying club, hey, whoever this guy is, and we don't know who he is still. He comes up from the South. And so that being said, we're really careful and respectful of kind of airspaces and people because we don't want to get a lot of attention to ourselves. Because um, obviously in the States, it's such a more litigious society. And once you, one, all it takes is one bad landing or one person to get injured and they shut it all down. And the other thing that people don't know is that free flyers and Yushba have, you know, certain deals made out for launches and launches and landings and whatnot. And paramotoring is te technically in a whole different class. So if you screw up paragliding, you might screw up something that free flyers have been 
uh, arrangements free flyers have had in place for you know, decades. That's the case here. We've had hang gliders have been flying here 30, almost 40 years. And if you were to jeopardize their work, their hard work and their relationships with the city and the county, like that's a bummer for everyone. Oh yeah, so for sure. It's really important to be uh, respectful of that. And and my advice to anyone looking to fly in a new site to have influence for is just reach out to the locals. Like the locals will know generally all the rules. And so that's that's super important. And and anytime I don't care I mean I've been I've only been flying seventeen years, which is not long compared to some of my friends, but I do that anyway. If it's a new site, I've never flown there before, I'm gonna call the locals. I'm like, hey, I'm coming to town. What do I need to know? I'd love to fly with you. And that just um, you know, continues the kinsmanship in our community. And uh, I think that's super important. It doesn't matter if you're a badass acro motor racing cross country pilot at all. You should still always reach out to the world. You know, like, I got this. Because you know, if you want to go fly solo, you can do that. But um, if you're on a new site, you're just adding more risk back. All right. So once again, thank you very much, y'all, for listening to the podcast. I really, truly appreciate you. You can always go to paratalk.org and see all the different episodes that we have done. Um, If you guys have done an interview and you have a good recording of it, or if you want to be interviewed, just get up with me at ppggrandpa at gmail.com. And we will get you on the air with your own personal interview that you've done. If you want to be interviewed or if you know somebody else that wants to be interviewed, please give me, um, please email me. And also, if you don't know where I am located, I'm mostly on YouTube, but you can get me at ppggrandpa at, no, ppggrandpa.com. Yeah, there we go. We got it. Don't, don't, don't yell at me. Once again, thank you so much for listening to me. I know sometimes I ramble on, but I really love paramotoring. And I hope that this helps you guys out there. And y'all just are, are either waiting to go out there and start paramotoring and you have questions and you're listening to this. Or, you know, you are a seasoned pilot. If you are listening to this, I truly appreciate you. And if you have any tips or tricks, please email me, ppggrandpa at gmail.com. Let me know. Let me get you on the air. Let me help you help other people with this paratalk.org. Have an awesome day, and we will catch you soon. Later.